Welcome to the Eat More Barbecue Podcast. I'm Ryan Sanderson, and I'll be your host on this journey through the world of Alberta barbecue and beyond. Hello, and welcome to the Eat More Barbecue Podcast. This is episode number 98, and I really appreciate you listening and allowing me the opportunity to entertain you and maybe provide a bit of distraction during this unprecedented time we're going through. If you like what you're hearing, please leave me a rating and review on Google or Apple Podcast, and thank you for your support. This podcast is a proud member of the Alberta Podcast Network, powered by ATB. You know, we're all spending a lot more time at home these days, and for many of us, many of us that means watching a lot of movies. So this week's network shout-out goes to Kyle and Dave vs. The Machine, the podcast where a sentient machine forces Kyle and Dave to watch movies in order to prevent the apocalypse. Here they are to tell you all about it. Hi, my name is Kyle. I'm Dave. And I'm The Machine. And we do a podcast called Kyle and Dave vs. The Machine. It's a podcast where a sentient machine is forcing us to watch movies in order to prevent it from initiating the apocalypse. Although, Dave, you and I tend to talk about the ideas of the movie rather than the movie itself. Well, it's the machine's fault, like everything, and then by effect your fault, Kyle, that you've invited me, and this is the only thing I like to talk about. I mean, I'm not going to face the apocalypse alone, so you seem like a good patsy to bring along with me. If you wanted somebody that was going to give you some hope, you picked the wrong person. Kyle and Dave vs. The Machine is a proud member of the Alberta Podcast Network, powered by ATB. New episodes are out every Friday. Visit www.albertapodcastnetwork.com for links to Kyle and Dave vs. The Machine and all the other great APN shows. Folks, the albertabbqtrail.ca website is back up and running with a list of Alberta barbecue joints, and I've done my best to keep up with who's open and which services they are offering. To further highlight what the restaurants are going through right now, I've started putting out some extra episodes where I'm talking with some of the barbecue joints about how they are managing and what they're able to offer their customers during this crazy time. Get out there and show your local barbecue joints and small businesses some love and support. They need it right now and will for the foreseeable future. This week, I am joined on the show by my friend Jim Dyer out of Camrose, Alberta. Jim is part of the Smoking Hot Butts barbecue team and works for Outbound Distribution, repping a number of brands that are of great interest to the barbecue community. We get into it in our conversation, and there will be links in the show notes. Enjoy the conversation. Welcome back, everybody. Another episode of the podcast via Zoom. I've got uh, Jim Dyer out of Camrose, Alberta. Jim, how are we doing today? Yourself? Good, good. We're trying to work through some little uh, technical issues here. It's all good. Um, just before we get going, how's everybody doing up in your household? Uh, staying healthy? Everybody doing okay? Staying healthy. Uh, I don't think Camels is really a hot spot by no means, no. but we're still doing our, our bits six feet apart and not going out very often. You got it. Um, so let's before we get into the barbecue stuff, talk about your uh, your background. Is Camrose home for you originally or where are you from? Camels is pretty much home. Yep. I'm uh, never really went too far away from the nest. I had a couple years stint in BC, but for the most part, yeah, just just Camrose. Yeah, had a year in Calgary when I went to school, but okay. I know Central Alberta fairly well. For sure. Uh, you got family? I got a wife. I got two kids. Um, yeah. Nope. The living the dream. Right on. <laughs> And how did you kind of end up in the whole barbecue thing? How, what's, what's your barbecue story? You know, the barbecue 
barbecue story. Uh, it's like a lot of other people out there. You know, I watched Barbecue Pitmasters on TLC. Yep. And uh, the rest is history. You know, then I went out and got my first smoker, and you know, it evolved to the point where I work for a company that distributes Traeger and uh, PK across all of uh, Western Canada. Right. So you're, uh, yeah, you're right in the business too, right? It's not just a hobby for you. Not just a hobby. I have a barbecue team that does the competitions as well. Yep. Uh, two years ago with the uh, Camos Kinsman, I actually put on a competition called the Battle River Barbecue Showdown. Uh, like that competition, just like all the other ones this year, you know, we're getting yeah. eyeballed thanks to the old COVID. Yeah. But uh, next year, it's already scheduled for the same weekend, so life's good there. Excellent. And when did so? To, I guess sorry. Jump back. Your first, uh, your first smoker. You mentioned. What, what did you start with? What was the gateway for you? for me actually was uh, didn't have a whole lot of money to play with when I first got my my initial so I spent 350 bucks on a on a WSM the good old Smoky Mountain yeah yeah and then uh, you know that evolved I discovered Traeger shortly after that right Uh, essentially once I discovered the Traeger route you know I was pretty hooked at that point especially when I found the set it and forget it you know you can put brisket while you hang out with friends or run errands or mm-hmm. you know while you're at work yeah and I, then I really got into it because barbecue became very easy for me a little yeah not uh, as not the same time consuming uh, commitment right yeah it wasn't just a Saturday anymore now I could do it any day of the week that's right and then once that happened you know I it just opened up and things just snowballed and I decided to have a year of, of saying yes to stuff nice and uh, Porkapalooza came up and that was one of the yeses. All right on. So that was your first competition? That was my first competition. That was, oh, geez, 2017. All right on. And, that's, and the team is the Smoking Hot Butts? Smoking Hot Butts. So I, I got to, when you, I assume you kind of did a name search on that? Uh, no, I just named it after me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, but when you looked and there wasn't another team already called. Smoking hot butts. Was were you surprised? I actually know there is another team. Oh, okay. Smoking hot butts. Yeah. I didn't realize that till after. Oh, okay. Um, they're in the states somewhere. If you're yeah. listening, I totally apologize. <laughs> but it's spelled slightly different. Nice. Okay. So you made a little change, and you're good to go. <laughs> I didn't even realize it till actually about six months ago that there was a team that's way older than me. Oh, okay. So, uh, nice. Yeah. No, that's a good a good name. So. So 2017, Porkapalooza, and then uh, you've been kind of going pretty steady with the competition since then? Going pretty steady, yeah. The Porkapalooza, we got called fourth place in uh, chicken. Yep. And that's it, it, that's the thing with barbecue. When you do a competition, yep. there's this there's this thing. It's this luck that you have as a new team yep. that you automatically win something. Well, and I, when you yeah. get a ribbon at a barbecue yeah. competition, yeah. it's... it's turns into a drug you're in yeah and you have to do the next one you have to do the next one and uh ironically enough the next year i got skunked i didn't get one call yeah <laughs> <laughs> but you're still in still in it but we uh i met some amazing people and that's what kept me in it well that's the thing so isn't it? and then you know last year the last, and then and that would have been 2018 2019 we had a great year yep um you know uh, everywhere from Calls from fifth to first place, right through, right through in all categories. So yeah, we were pretty happy. Yeah. 
Well, and that's where I met you first was uh, about this time last year in Cremona, right? Absolutely, yeah. I was on your podcast once before. You were? Yep. About a two-minute blip. A little, little, little uh, a, a cameo, yeah. Yeah, a cameo. Perfect. That's, yeah. <laughs> awesome. Um, and your team, uh, it's yourself and who uh, who else on the team? Uh, Shelby Hinch. Uh, he's from Calgary, Alberta. He, okay. he, well, he's an old buddy. Yep. We, we grew up together, went to high school together, you know, part of the, the four or five buddies that hung around every weekend. Yeah. And uh, he took off to Calgary with school and professional work. I stayed in Camrose, but we always stayed, you know, connected. And he kind of got into barbecue. I got into barbecue. And, well, who doesn't want to be on a professional barbecue team? Right? That's right. So, yeah. And, you know, with barbecue, there's uh, catching up and having a lot of beer, too. Absolutely. So that's, it's not a bad thing. Yep. No, that's what it's, uh, that's what it's all about, right? <laughs> the, the people, yeah, right? Absolutely. Yeah, the people. Uh, let's talk about your competition there in cameras, the Battle River Barbecue Showdown. Obviously, uh, heartbreaking with uh, what's going on this year, but uh, talk a little bit about uh, your event. I, I haven't made it up there yet, and I was really hoping to get up there this year, but uh, hopefully we'll make that next year for sure. But Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, the, the Battle River Barbecue Showdown is... We're trying to hit a market that hasn't been tapped in the barbecue competition format. Mm-hmm. Camrose needed a festival. Right. And, you know, we don't have a lot of them. Yeah. And, and we needed a free festival because we didn't have any of those. Yeah. So we came together and, and decided to have, uh, our initial vision was a Bouncy Castle Kingdom. Okay. Where kids can come down for free, power themselves out before their nap, you know, playing on bouncy castles all day. Yeah. But, you know, there's so many families that can't afford to do anything, mm-hmm. um, you know, because everything's so expensive when it comes to entertainment. We yeah. wanted to get everybody and give back. Yeah. And that's what we did. And we incorporated a barbecue competition into it. Nice. But it's funny because uh, they, they melded so well together. I mean, half the barbecue comp- competition teams have kids. Yeah, and exactly. Kids yeah. absolutely adored it. Yep. So, you know, of course, there's a beer gardens. You know, we had a cabaret last year. Those things are fun, too. But what it's really about is a big family festival with a theme of barbecue. Nice. That's uh, You said it's the Kinsman there that put that on? Camel's Kinsman, you betcha. Right on. You're a part of that organization yourself? Yeah, I'm a Kinsman myself. I've been a Kinsman for this last stretch, I think, five, six years. And then way back, I was in for four years. So I've been a Kinsman for about 10, 11 years. Nice. Awesome. you know, we, I mean, we're always giving back to the community, but a lot of our events are fundraisers, so we're, you know, everybody's paying to go to them. We thought it'd be cool to put an event where we're just giving to everybody. That's right, yeah. No, and I, what, from what I've heard about your event is that it is uh, family-friendly, exactly like you said, right? And uh, the chance for those uh, those teams with families to bring the kids out and uh, make it a family event instead of just... Uh, Getting away from the family to go cook barbecue for the weekend, right? And there was a uh, there was actually a, an organization that was doing free ice cream cones at different events throughout Alberta that came. Nice. They did something like four thousand free ice creams. Crazy. In the first two days. Yeah. Yeah, it was. It's pretty crazy. So yeah, you're getting uh, getting a good crowd in there. Getting a huge crowd. Yeah, and, and- lots of people, thousands of people through over. Over the over the couple days, and it's, it's Friday, Saturday, Sunday, or Saturday, Sunday, right? And over those two days, we see thousands and thousands of kids. Awesome, and that's in August, kind of early to mid-August. Yeah, it's the second weekend. 
Second weekend of I mean, August. Okay. I don't have a calendar in front no, of me. No, that's, yeah. But it's the second weekend in August. Yeah. So it's not the long weekend, it's the one after. Right. You got it. All right. I should have, you should, I should have been more prepared for a yeah, that's a all right. Goal, I guess. I tricked you. <laughs> I, uh, snuck that in there on you. Yeah, uh, so one thing, just with of course, with the event being canceled this year, uh, one thing I saw and I got my tickets. Uh, you guys are still doing the, a raffle, correct? Yes, uh, the raffle portion is still going. Yep, uh, and that's uh, essentially we're uh, raffling off a pellet grill. Uh, there's second prize a stocked Budweiser beer fridge, and third prize is a, a voucher for some. HB from Co-op in Town. Nice. Our uh, first prize was donated by uh, R&D uh, uh, Hot Tubs. Okay, yep. Yeah, no, it's uh, yeah, it's a great, great little event. Tickets are available. There's uh, some posting on the Camel's Kinsman Facebook page. Yep. And you'll be able to contact one of the Kinsmen if you'd like tickets. They're, what are they, $5 a ticket? I think they're 5 bucks. yeah. No, I've, uh, it's gonna, well, it was going to be at the event, so August yeah. 9th. <laughs> yeah. There you go. So I'll put the I'll put the link in there for the uh, the Facebook page, so folks that are wanting to get some tickets, uh, they can still do that. Absolutely, and they're still available. We got lots of tickets printed, so we can we can hook people up. Right on. Yeah, I I e transferred you the money. You sent me pictures of my tickets. We're all good. Absolutely. Good luck to you. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to take, uh, we're just going to take a real quick pause here, Jim, uh, for a word from our Alberta Podcast Network sponsor. And then when we uh, get back, I want to get talking about uh, your, uh, you and the business side of your barbecue adventure there. So we will be right back, folks. Be right back. This episode is brought to you by Park Power, a provider of electricity and natural gas in Alberta that offers low rates, awesome service, and profit sharing with local charities. Park Power is a small local business, and like many of you, it has been closely monitoring the news on COVID-19 and the world's rapidly changing circumstances. While many of their team are currently working remotely, the way Park Power does business has not changed, and their commitment to exceptional customer service will remain. Find out more about Park Power's response to the COVID-19 outbreak at parkpower.ca. All right, we are back. I've got Jim Dyer here, uh, smoking hot butts barbecue team out of Camrose, uh, organizing the of the also the Battle River Barbecue Showdown. And, but Jim, uh, as we mentioned, you're right into the whole barbecue world uh, from the business side, a career side as well. So let's talk a little bit about that. Yeah, I work for a company called Outbound Distribution. Yep. And what we're all about is, uh, well. What we really do is we're about the outdoor lifestyle, right? So we're not necessarily just barbecues. Okay, I got you. But we're very barbecue heavy. Sure. So we actually are the representatives for Traeger in Canada, but also PK Grills. Uh, We represent Fire and Smoke Society, uh, which is an excellent line of rubs and sauces. Okay. Uh, In fact, next year at barbecue competitions, uh, my brisket's going to experience some Thundering Longhorn, which is made by Fire and Smoke. That's exciting. Nice. Uh, we have Hardcore Carnivore. Yep. Okay, yeah. Jess Priles. Uh, you, have you heard of Jesse Priles? I sure have, Texas. Yep. Yep, you betcha. We distribute her product. Uh, we have House of Q. Yep, Brian. That's a, that's a really popular one across Canada. Made in Canada to Vancouver. Yeah. Um, I was really surprised by the quality of some of their products as well. Uh, that guy makes some good sauce. He does, yep. Yeah, and um, 
I got Road 83 knives, which is a barbecue-specific knife. And we also distribute Rover coolers. But uh, the ones I'm thinking you want to talk about are probably the PK Traeger and the Fire and Smoke. Well, let's uh, get into it all. Yeah, so... uh, Yeah. Yeah. Then you had some uh, cookware as well, right? Oh, yes. Uh, We also distribute Finex uh, cast iron. Right. Which is the nicest cast iron pans made in North America, bar none. They're, uh, they've, I haven't uh, had the experience to try them out, but they look, uh, I've seen your posts and stuff, and they look uh Well, the, look the awesome. wonderful thing about the Finex is that they're ground perfectly flat. Yeah. Uh, and then actually tumbled in a rock tumbler, so that that surface is absolutely perfectly flat. There's no, it's not porous whatsoever. Yeah, yeah. They actually make their own cast to make sure it's not porous. And yeah. the outcome, is a surface that is so non-stick. You still have to use a little oil, of course, yeah. but it's so non-stick that uh, it's better than any non-stick frying pan I've ever, I've ever had. Nice. Now we've uh, it lose its non-stick in two days. Yeah. Yeah, I know we've kind of started working towards it at our house, getting away from the uh, the non-stick stuff with the chemical treatments and all the rest, and trying to go a little more natural. So the cast iron is a great option. Well, and not only that, but a cast iron pan, you know, it doesn't have plastic handles. Yep. You can stick them in that grill. You can stick them in that smoker. You can stick them anywhere yes. and uh, and cook with them. I mean, well, you can use them on a Traeger and get a really net and really awesome sear on a steak. You yes, know? exactly. And so they'll last you forever, too. And they'll last you forever, too, right? So. Oh, for sure. They're, you know, these are the type of pans you pass down to your kids. Exactly. Nice. So that's, uh, you got the cast iron. Uh, talk about what's going on with Traeger. Um, Traeger, this uh, last year came out with a whole new line Yep. that kind of reinvented the wheel. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, they have a DC-driven motor that's variable speed now, and we're kind of the only guys in the industry that does that. Okay. And what that enables us to do is it takes a pellet grill and makes it perform, you know, like a gas grill as far as that uh, temperature consistency is concerned so when you open and close the lid you mm-hmm. know it used to take 10 minutes to come back up the temp right. now it's back up the temperature in two minutes yeah so, so it's your fingers so if the, back. So, so if you have a temperature drop the motor will speed up to get more fuel in there to get the heat back up quicker is that what you got her so okay. an old saying if you're looking you ain't cooking yeah that's right it don't so it doesn't apply <laughs> anymore nice which is, is, is really amazing. And the other thing, too, is that, you know, a lot of pellet grills in the middle of winter, you know, they have a hard time hitting higher temperatures. Yep. Yep. You know, if it's really windy, you know, you're cooking, you're cooking some steaks, say, when it's minus 20 degrees with a heavy wind. It's really hard to keep that high heat up. Yep. Whereas with these guys, it's just like a turbo in a car. It just throws more fuel in the injector. Yep. And that's what this does. It throws more fuel in the fire pot. Nice. Awesome. And that's that's really what sets them apart. I mean, they, they have thirty years, thirty some years of, of perfecting their powder coats and learning what works and what doesn't work with motors and fans. But right. for, the, for the most part, what really separates us apart is the technology we put into our grills. Yeah, so then you've got the whole the, the Wi-Fi technology now as well. Yep, uh, I, I would say most of the listeners that uh, even if they don't use a Traeger have experienced the Traeger app. Yes. Because uh, it is a pretty amazing app. Anybody out there that's listening, I would totally recommend you download the app, no matter what you use. Yeah, just the, uh, cook on a gas grill. Yeah, just the recipes, right? You can adapt the recipes to whatever you're cooking with. So. Oh, there's so <clears> many <throat> recipes in there. From, crazy. From bread to brisket to uh, uh, bourbon, you know, that's, anything you want, yeah. it's in there. Yeah. 
uh, but it'll also connect up to your grill. You know, it'll it'll your grill will tell it how many pellets it has left. Nice. It'll tell you what temperature it is. And you can actually program these things are so smart now. You can actually program uh, the grill to cook your food for you. So yeah. you you can even on our on our site you can pick a, a recipe and it'll actually send it to your grill. It'll okay. do all the steps and keep temp- keep the temperature of the meat uh, so that when it's done, it'll just go back down to. 165 degree holding for when you're ready to eat it nice yeah so it's really it's making it almost foolproof right yeah you can set it go to work and when you come back it went through all the steps yeah you know it's it spoke for two hours went up to 275 degrees cooked until it hit an internal temperature of 204 then went right back down to 165 to hold it yeah right. it, it's absolutely now if you could get it to wrap your brisket for you you'd be really sold right that's tricky. <laughs> you know, the R&D department's pretty good. You never know what's coming. <laughs> uh, talk about uh, the PK grills. Uh, great looking little grills, man. Yeah, PK is pretty exciting. It, it's actually just landing in Canada now. Yep. We're just starting to see some stores, you know, take their initial orders. Uh, the initial product coming in is the PK360. Yep. The, uh, the thing about PKs is it's all about airflow. Mm-hmm. So you can, you know, you can direct cook like an Apache on it, but you know, the, there's vents on both sides, top and bottom. Right. And you, the way you adjust the vents directs the air, way the air flows. Okay. So yeah. you can do indirect cooking of ribs, indirect cooking of chicken, whereas, or you can open up everything and do a direct cook on, you know, steaks, pork mm. chops, whatever you want to do. Uh, it's just a, such a versatile, versatile grill. Yeah. You know, no, I think forms very similar to like the eggs at a much better price. Right, of course, yeah. A little easier entry uh, level, right? Yeah, you know, like, you know, like the the top of the line PK grill is a 360 and then it retails at 11.99. Right. Um, you know, so it's it's easy to get in at that level, but it'll do everything you need it to do. That's right, yeah. Now, I think I first heard about them uh hearing folks uh that are involved with the uh the steak cook-offs down in the states and Kept hearing PK grills popping up when folks were talking about what they were cooking on. So, yeah, and the SCA, it's a yeah. it's a true standard. And the thing is, is it works so well with grill grates. Yeah. In fact, PK actually has grill grates that they sell that are that we sell. Sorry, that we sell as well. Yeah. That are custom fit to the actual rack size. Yeah. Okay. So you're just pop them in, you're good to go. Yeah, pop them in. It's made for that grill. Yeah. And actually, I'm doing. Uh, I'm cooking some 28 day age steaks tonight on the PK with some grill grates on there. Nice. Um, me and the guys from work have a little competition going on. Who's going to cook the nicest steak? All right. The answer is me. Of course. Because they're yeah. going to probably listen to this down the road, and I want to make sure they know that. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but yeah, uh, it makes the most beautiful seared steaks that you will ever see anywhere. Nice. No, they look, uh, they sound, sound, everything I've heard about them, they're a great, uh, great grill, and uh, I've got my old kettles. I'm not sure I need another charcoal grill, but uh, who knows, eh? Oh, you know what, though? You do. <laughs> <laughs> you check it. you got you to see them to believe them. The yeah. next time you're, the next competition I'm at with you, I'll show you. I'll For give sure. you a rundown on them. Yep. It's one of those you got to see it to believe it kind of things. Yeah. It's just so easy to control. Yeah, that's what it really comes down to—is that air control. Yeah, for sure. And then uh, fire and smoke society. Let's uh, talk about that a little. Not familiar with that one. Fire and smoke society is actually a branch of PK Grills. Okay. And what fire and smoke society is, 
it's a line of uh, rubs and sauces. Uh, they're going to be adding on some charcoal onto that and some fire starters onto that as well. Cool. Uh, really high quality charcoal too. I've gotten the opportunity to, to test it a little bit. Nice. But the uh, not that that's official yet. I guess I shouldn't even talk about that. But yeah. Um, the big thing for them is the rubs and sauces. They okay. have some really, really, really tasty rubs and sauces. Excellent. Uh, especially the rubs I've played with. Yeah. They're just. There's a couple that are absolutely my favorite, which is the Thundering Longhorn and the Usual. Okay. Uh, they've just about taken over all of my uh, seasoning on my food. Right. I, I just love it so much. The the Usual, I like that. Yeah, and it's they've got a little bit. All their rubs have a little bit of back heat to them. Okay. Uh, but they're really uh, original in their flavor profiles. You know, they're not just copying. They're not just a clone. Yeah. It's not like nine times out of ten when you buy so many of these rubs that are on the shelf, you know, you get it home and it tastes just like the one you got last week. Yeah. Yeah. This it's, one's uh, unique. Awesome. Where are they out of? Uh, they're out of the States. Okay. Uh, I believe it's Salt Lake. I better not say that. Okay. I'm not, sure, I'm not totally sure on how, but they are out of the States. Yep. Um, but yeah, top shelf. Top Excellent. shelf. I'll have, to, I'll have to keep my eyes out. And then uh, the, the knife war, Route 83, you said? barbecue specific knives okay uh they're in my opinion their greatest achievement is their brisket knives yeah uh they make you know it's 13 or 14 inches depending on which one you know they look like a little bit of a sword more yeah. than a, a regular kitchen knife but man when you use those things to a brisket it glides through and what like you cut a slice in one one swipe so when for competition side of things yeah you know it's sharp enough and long enough where, you know, one draw cuts your slice, so your slices are way more even, way more consistent. Yep. Uh, I absolutely adore the knives. And they have, you know, German steel made, like, forged in Germany, They're, but then they also have Damascus that comes from Japan. Yep. Uh, excellent, excellent knives. So a few a few different options there. A few different options, yeah. And then my go-to is, like, I have an 8-inch Route 83 trim knife that is uh, just the, the best universal knife ever, like, for... For cutting up a steak or even like trimming a brisket yeah just everything just a good all good all-around knife good all-around knife yep nice yeah, definitely worth checking out the eight inch uh trim knife and whether you get the the classic the little case on i think that's how you pronounce his name oh yeah or the signature you know damascus steel they're yep. just amazing yeah i think i saw rob reinhardt using one in one of his uh posts recently here so I think he does have some. I think I did uh, hear that, that he yeah. had some of the Route 83 stuff. Awesome, awesome. Then House of Q, I've had Brian on the show. Uh, great line of rubs and sauces, just doing uh, some great stuff here with uh, in Canada and elsewhere, so he's doing some awesome things. Yeah, actually, you know, and I just, I've tried his stuff in the past, but not all of it, but yeah. I just got a, a recent shipment that had some, some of the five star right his new sauce one that he just put out yeah his new one yep that stuff is amazing i've been here and i'm gonna have to track some down here pretty quick so. amazing and yep. then there's a sugar and spice that i just tried that was just awesome yeah it was hot it had some it had some heat to it yeah a little heat but, you know it was so good i found myself putting out saltine crackers nice and eating them it was it was amazing yeah. i i can't say enough of it Awesome. So does that uh, kind of cover the lines? Traeger, PK, Finex, Fire and Smoke, Road 83, House of Q? There's uh, the, 
the uh, hardcore carnivore as well. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's right. Uh, that stuff's out of Texas. Yes, I've got uh, used uh, a bit of the black on my last uh, brisket. So. Yeah, and it's a really unique product because it has it has a little bit of charcoal in it. Yeah. So it helps uh, build those crusts and uh, emphasize the the searing. Yeah, my last brisket, I did my usual salt, pepper, garlic. And then uh, added a bit of that, and I think it really did help with the crust, uh, the bark on there. So, absolutely, yeah, yeah. it would definitely help you bark. Yeah, a hundred percent. Yeah, no, she's uh, she's doing a great job down there. So, yeah, and she's a social media mogul, and she's putting all yep. kinds of food out there. It's worth checking out her absolutely. Instagram and website because she's uh, she's got some good food on there for sure. Awesome, man. Uh, now, where uh, I guess where are you uh, distributing to all the kind of Barbecue supply. My company, my company basically does from the Ontario border all the way over to BC. Okay, yeah. But me personally, I just take care of Alberta North and BC North. Okay. So I go from basically Red Deer to the Northwest Territories. Yeah. And from the Northwest Territories down in BC to probably, you know, the ter- Terrace area. Right, okay. So you got a pretty good sized little territory you're covering there. Little territory, a bit, bit of traveling when uh, during normal times, I would imagine. Then, uh, oh, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Right now, I should be in BC somewhere. Yeah, uh, in fact, I actually had some cooking planned this weekend to be in BC, but yeah. clearly, that's not happening now. <laughs> so, so, somebody had other plans, right? Somebody had other plans, yeah. Uh, before before we wrap up here, Jim, and I, do, I sure appreciate you coming on and uh, making some time for me. Um, uh, where can folks find you if they're wanting to give you a follow social media anything you want to plug there oh yeah absolutely <laughs> uh, I have an Instagram page yep at uh, Big Jim D Barbecue you bet and that's it's it's uh, at Big Jim D underscore barbecue you bet and uh, I'm just on Facebook under Jim Dyer right on excellent um, last question I ask everybody, Jim. What's uh, it's good? It's dinner time. What's uh, what do you uh, what's the go-to for you? Uh, what's going on the grill or the smoker? Or, because it doesn't have to be barbecue, really, really, really but late breakfast. Uh, so I, we actually just finished before we started doing some breakfast up on the tracker. So we did some really thick cut bacon. I made some hash browns with the usual from Fire and Smoke Society, spread them all over them. Yep. And uh, actually cook some eggs with the thundering longhorn. So you can see those two are my favorites. Yeah. And and now that the once this call's done, I actually shift gears and I'm gonna start getting ready for the steak cook-up, right? Yeah. And I got some twenty-eight day aged ribeyes that are just calling my name. Nice. And then I'll probably pop some corn and I'll find something else to go on there. Right on. Sounds like a pr- pretty good day of eating at the uh, the Dyer household. What are you cooking tonight? Uh, tonight, uh, doing that supper challenge thing. And the, the theme this week is pressed. So we're uh, going with some uh, fried chicken and waffle sandwiches, and we're going to kind of press them in a on a cast iron pan. Oh, that sounds interesting. Yep. You're going to post those online? I sure will, yep. Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing that. That yeah. looks like it's going to be that. I bet that'll, that'll look pretty tasty. Yeah, I hope. Have a little fun with it, eh? <laughs> I 
Absolutely. Right on, Jim. Hey, thanks a lot, buddy. Appreciate this. And, uh, yeah, hope to see you soon before uh, once all this uh, garbage is over with, right? You bet. I'm glad I could help support your podcast hey. there. And, uh, yeah, the first competition, I hope to see you and stop by and I can um, give you a beer. Yeah, we'll be there, man. All right. Okay, thanks, Jim. Take care, buddy. Take, be safe. Have a great day. You too, pal. Bye. That's a wrap, everybody. Thank you for your time. I really appreciate you tuning in. Please be sure to subscribe to the show, and I'd love it if you'd leave a rating and review. They sure help increase the show's visibility. Thanks to Jim for joining me on the show, and be uh, sure to check out the show notes for links to the exciting brands we talked about. As I mentioned in the show open, check out www.albertabbqtrail.ca for the list of Alberta barbecue joints, and keep your eyes open for the eatmorebarbecue.ca website coming back soon. In the meantime, give me a follow on Twitter at eatmorebarbecue and on Facebook and Instagram at eat underscore more underscore barbecue. If you have any questions or guest suggestions, please drop me an email at eatmorebarbecue at gmail.com. Thanks to Alan Horbin for the great music on this and every episode of the Eat More Barbecue podcast. Until next time, folks, keep on smoking, take care of one another, stay safe, and stay home. This podcast is a proud member of the Alberta Podcast Network, powered by ATP, and is a production of www.eatmorebarbecue.ca.